You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Now, with all this talk about hot weather, we can't forget about our furry little friends. Pete the Vet is sitting in front of me. Pete Wedderburn, good morning. Good morning. We had a little chat there off air. Am I saying too much by mentioning this? And we were saying, what would you do if money was no option? And we both said... Just what we're doing. Isn't that nice? I said we're the happiest two, we're the happiest two campers on radio this morning. Um, some perhaps not so happy campers feet are our dogs left in hot cars and so on. Talk to me about the weather and our pooches. It's really important people pay attention to this because, believe it or not, every year I see dogs dying because they've been left in cars and they've just overheated and. It's always an immensely sad situation because the owners don't mean to do it. It's always, it's not like somebody said, oh, I don't care about the risk of my dog overheating, I'm just going to leave the dog in the car. It's always something that takes people completely by surprise. Um, you know, they've done something like maybe left the dog in the car for 10 minutes and then the errand they were doing took half an hour or um, or maybe they, they left the dog somewhere that was in the shade and then, the you know, it got hot despite that. Whatever, they're... They're astonished at the at the fact that their dog has suddenly become very unwell, and when their dog dies, they're just gobsmacked and dev- particularly devastated because they know that it was their fault. So it's really one of the saddest things that we see, um, and um, I think that the, the the main message is that you just can't leave dogs in cars in the summertime. You just can't do it. Even in the wintertime, you have to be careful about it. In the summertime, you just can't. Because I imagine, you know, the kind of people who will have their dog out and about with them in the car, love them. You know, yeah. if they didn't care, they would bother. They'd leave them at home and they'd leave them in the garden. You know, they wouldn't You're right. care enough to bring them. That's right. That's right. And um, there are some um, ways you could... Nowadays, there are some tools to try and protect dogs. In particular, there's a thing called an animal alarm. And you leave this in your car. The idea is this. You leave it in your car and then if temperature goes above a certain temperature, then the machine, the yoke sends a text to your mobile phone saying, get back to your car quick because the car's too hot. Now, a slick idea. In, in theory, it's a slick idea. In practice, my concern would be perhaps that it might encourage people just to leave dogs in cars oh, and then, okay. then what if the thing ran out of batteries or something and or what if the text went astray? It's just... You'd okay. wonder, is it is it really a wise thing at all? Um, I think it's, it's far safer just to say to people, look, you know, you just can't do it. You just have to remember that dogs are prone to overheating. That's what people don't get. They don't understand why dogs overheat so quickly. And so maybe I'll just explain that quickly. Yeah, because I always see them sort of panting and I'm like, well, how's he... Like, I understand they're wearing a furry coat. Mm. You know, I get that bit, but I don't understand the body mechanics. Yes, well, exactly. Well, what, basically what happens is that whereas we humans lose heat by sweating, and so when we produce sweat on, all over our body, the, the moisture on our skin then evaporates, and during that evaporation, the skin is cooled down. Well, dogs can't do that, you see. Not just because they've got a fur coat, but also because they don't have sweat glands on their skin like we do. They only have sweat glands in specific places like the soles of their feet. and oh. they're, they're used for more for, for, for producing scent to mark the territory more than for actually losing heat. The only way that dogs can lose heat is by panting and by literally the heat coming off their body, if you like, by radiation. But panting is the big way they lose heat. Um, so, so basically, a dog's tongue swells up to three or four times its normal size. It fills up with warm blood and 
as the, the air rushes backwards and forwards over it, water evaporates from the tongue, taking heat away from them. That's how it works. Wow. Now, um, but, but the thing is then that if a dog is in a, a, an enclosed environment where there's not good air exchange, so in other words, it, panting works really well if a dog's outside and there's fresh air coming in all the time, but if a dog's in a car where it's surrounded by, if you like, a pocket of air, the air around the dog will rapidly heat up, and then when the dog pants, it's futile because there's, it's warmer outside the dog, if you like, than inside the dog, and so panting doesn't work oh. anymore, and so their body temperature just goes up and up and up. I, I think cars are particularly bad because if, the, if, if there's actual direct sunlight on the windows of the car, well, then it's like a little greenhouse, and so it gets hot for that reason as well. And what I've seen a lot of, Pete, is uh, people who think it's okay to leave the dog and maybe open the window a bit. They're like, you'd be grand, I've opened the window, a little bit of air coming in, you're shaking your it's, head. It's just not good enough, though. There's not enough air on a hot day to help a dog. I mean, it's obviously better than an entirely shut car, but still, it's something you have to be careful about. And the other thing you sh that, that, uh, that, that relates to panting is the fact that, as I said, panting works because um, the water evaporating from the dog's tongue as the air goes backwards and forwards. What that means is that dogs in hot weather need a lot of water. They don't just need a bit of water to, 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 to cool them down as they sip it. They need the water because their tongue has to stay moist in order for the, the, the heat exchange method to work. That's interesting that we're on that. So obviously apart from the, the one, don't lock your dog in, in a car, right? Don't bring your dog out in the car. Don't leave them in the car in the heat. What are the other things? Um, well, okay, make sure they have plenty of water all the time. And so if you're walking a dog or um, going anywhere with your dog, take water with you. And there's quite a number of um, good ways of doing that these days. For example, you can buy a water bottle that's got little um, sort of um, rectangular dish attached to it. And so, you know, it's, it all folds up into one contraption, but you can then unfold it and pour the water into the little dish and give it to your dog. So always take water with you for your dog. Um, the other thing is when you exercise your pet, make sure you do it in the early morning and late evening rather than the heat of the day. Okay. Um, because um, when dogs exercise, their muscles produce heat. A lot of folk don't realise this, but if a dog if a dog goes for a run, part of the reason it's panting afterwards, it's not just because it's um, tired, so it's, you know, like we... We, we breathe more rapidly once you've exercised because, you know, the the blood's taking the lactate away from your muscles and all that sort of stuff. That's one reason why, why, why animals do breathe more quickly after exercise. But the reason why dogs pant after exercise is they're losing the body heat that's been generated by their muscles during the exercise. So if you exercise a dog in the full heat of the day, they definitely going to overheat because not only have they got the, the heat of the sun beating down on their body and so they're absorbing that heat but as well as that they're producing body body heat from their muscles and that then adds to the whole thing so you have to exercise them at a time when it doesn't matter if they're producing heat from their muscles that means early morning late evening and one of the great things about Irish summer is it is it's um it's actually light very very early so if you go out at mm. half five or six in the morning it's beautifully light and it's a, it's magnificent dog walking weather because it's very cool still and that's the one thing maybe i discovered so i got a little rescue dog mm, four years ago now mm -hmm. she's gorgeous but um she's she's a little jack russell cross but i do a lot more out and about since i got her because she needs to be walked it's not an it's not an option like i just even if i'm tired or whatever she still needs a walk so they're 
great little sort of exercise companions. They, they encourage people to take exercise. The other thing is, interestingly, life is much more social when you've got a dog. Yes, they are conversation starters. Mm, completely. Like, her name is Socks because she has four white socks. She's a little brown doggy with four white socks. And the amount of people who come up to me and go, look at her little feet. Or, and she's a broken tail because she was a rescue. So someone broke her tail when yes. she was a puppy. And people come up, oh, is she okay? And, you it, was, know. it was a very interesting study done in France recently where they got a good-looking man to stand on the street corner <laughs> and ask women for dates. And they recorded how many dates he got. And then they put the same man with a dog on a leash beside him and he did the same thing. And the number of times he scored <laughs> when he had the dog was way, way higher than when he didn't have the dog. I, love it. I feel this would work also with a baby. I think, and you know what, I think I've, oh my God, I think I've, I think I've fallen for this one. <laughs> I'm thinking about, pretty sure I have been the victim of this kind of thing. Wow. So anyway. So but is that, that your dating advice slash veterinary <laughs> advice? Get a dog, get a date. Dogs are good for you in all sorts of ways. Yeah, nice. I like that. So, um, please, be, before we leave it, the, the message for people who are worried about their dogs in heat, if you are concerned and you say, you know what, he's a little off, when's time to go to the vet? Well, I, th- I think that's a really good point is that people often don't recognise the signs of heat stroke. So let's say you've got, you're taking your dog on this walk in the middle of the day and your dog is now flopped on the ground in the middle of the field and is panting. And you're saying, what the heck's wrong with my dog? Well, what what is wrong with your dog? Is it suffering from heat stroke? Often what happens is not very much. The dog just becomes quiet and sits down and pants and doesn't want to move. And um, that's the sign of heat stroke. And if it happens, you really need to cool your dog down really, really rapidly and also rush it to the vet. Um, I think any time an animal stops being normally responsive, you need to get them to the vet. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, you know how your dog behaves. Like, your little Terry, you know how it mm-hmm. goes on. If your dog ever stops doing that, for no particular reason you can tell, you need veterinary advice really, really quickly. Um, heat stroke um, is not just a case of cooling down the dog. If you do that sometimes, if they've been too hot for too long, they can actually die the next day because of the internal damage that happens. So... I think the message really is that if, if you're in a warm situation and your pet stops behaving normally, then, um, you know, get them to the vet as soon as you can. Thank you so much for that. Our resident vet, Pete Wedderburn, really appreciate it. Thanks Thank you.